This is 680-CJOB. I'm Brett McGarry. This week on The Couch Potatoes, we're getting ready for the biggest finale of the year, Season 6 of Game of Thrones, plus... I'm Jeff Braun. I'll tell you about the new Cameron Crowe show, Roadies, which begins this weekend, plus... There are some more returning shows coming your way this week. We'll tell you all about them. First, it's the news... From the couch. An update this week on a show I'm really looking forward to. MGM presents Westworld. Yes, but not MGM's Westworld from 1973. The upcoming HBO miniseries, Westworld. Do you know where you are? I'm in a dream. That's right, Dolores. You want to wake up from this dream? Yes, I'm terrified. Then answer my question correctly. Have you ever questioned the nature of your reality? The old movie and the new show are based on a Michael Crichton novel about a futuristic Western-themed theme park that goes bonkers. A new trailer came out this week for the series, giving a bit of a clearer picture of what the deal is. Basically, it's like if you rode into an old west town, but all the cowboys were robots. They look and act like people, but they're robots, so tourists get a legit old west experience. Welcome to Westworld. No orientation. No guidebook. All our hosts are here for you. World, you can be whoever you want. Are you real? Well, if you can't tell, does it matter? But all the robots go haywire and start killing any real people they see. This behavior, we're miles beyond the glitch here. What are your drives? To meet my maker. <laughs> now, every time we talk Westworld, Brett, I have to play one of my favorite clips. The tagline from the old movie was, Westworld, what could possibly go wrong? Which came up on The Simpsons during their parody of Westworld when they went to Itchy and Scratchy Land. We're now approaching our final destination, Itchy and Scratchy Land. The amusement park of the future where nothing can possibly go wrong. Uh, possibly go wrong. <laughs> That's the first thing that's ever gone wrong. I love that joke. It's so stupid. Vintage. <laughs> As for the new series, Westworld stars Anthony Hopkins, Tandy Newton, and James Marsden. It begins this October on HBO. I think there may be something wrong with this world. Something hiding underneath. started in this business, rock and roll was real and pure. Mr. Finestra, is there a problem with the document? I started this company from nothing. Right, and now we're selling it. I'm talking about our dreams, man. You don't understand. Okay, here's what I do understand, Richard. You're high. Yeah, I was, so what? If you like the HBO show Vinyl, 
We've got some bad news. HBO has cancelled it. The show debuted on Valentine's Day and was renewed for a second season shortly after that premiere. Vinyl was about sex, drugs, and rock and roll in the 1970s, just as punk, disco, and hip-hop were starting to make hay. It starred the likes of Bobby Carnavale, Olivia Wilde, and Ray Romano. It's a privilege to do this job, to introduce the world to new music, to shape the culture. Richie, we're going to be bankrupt in a month. Going in a new direction, trying to bring us into the future. Well, you're over there in the future. I'm here in the present, trying to keep the lights on. Hey, we're about to turn a corner. The series was created by Mick Jagger, Martin Scorsese, Rich Cohen, and Terrence Winter. Winter was the showrunner. But after the first season ended, HBO announced that Winter would no longer run the show, and a guy named Scott Z. Burns was taking over. Burns wrote movies like The Bourne Ultimatum and Contagion. He never had the chance to hand in any scripts for Vinyl Season 2 because the show was scrapped while that second season was still in the planning stages. HBO is now going to put its vinyl money towards other shows. Our future, everything, it's all riding on this company. You got a guilty conscience, and this is what you come up with? That's it. That's all I got. I promise I'm going to bring us back. Let's show people how rock and roll is supposed to make you feel. My parakeet, Petey? Huh? He's dead. Oh. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Harry. What happened? His head fell off. Yeah, he was pretty old. Oh, that's it. I've had it with this dump. We got no food. We got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. Let's begin. More heads will likely fall off as the world's silliest man teams up with one of the superstars of torture porn. Jim Carrey and Eli Roth are going to make a horror movie together. If you don't know who Roth is, he created the Cabin Fever movies. Boy, that's how people get themselves shot. It looks like you guys were having some kind of party last night. She's sick. I'm not dying like that. What are we dying? That's actually from the upcoming remake of the original Cabin Fever from 2002. I don't know why a horror movie that recent needs a remake. Anyways, Roth must not mind because he's in the new one too. Roth also made the Hostel movies. Hostel. I couldn't bring myself to watch any actual footage to get a clip. Hostel. That's plenty for me. <laughs> it's just, they're just awful, awful. I, I didn't watch the Cabin Fever one either. I just recorded it. <laughs> I just found the sound. Yeah. Scaredy cat. So, anyways, Eli Roth knows his way around a horror movie. He's directing and producing this new one, while Jim Carrey will produce and star in Alistair Arcane. It's described by Variety as, The story centers on a group of children who befriend a bitter old man who had been ruined and shunned by their parents. After his death, only they have the power to thwart the curse that he's laid upon their town. It's based on a comic book from 2004. Carrie has done a little bit of horror, or at least creepy thriller type movies before, including the number 23, I think it was called, which was by all accounts terrible. No word on when Alistair Arcane will hit theaters. Hey, maybe I'll give you a call sometime. Your number's still 911? Alrighty then. <laughs> Ace Ventura? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
classic. Uh, stumbled upon an intriguing trailer for a new action comedy this week. It's called Keeping Up with the Joneses. New neighbors aren't wasting any time moving in, are they? Hey, honey. Still spying on the neighbors? <gasps> Hi. We're the Joneses. Such a lovely street. The Chinese don't even have a word for a street like this. They would say, It sounds cool coming out of your mouth. <laughs> it stars Isla Fisher and a trimmed down Zach Galifianakis as a normal kind of boring suburban couple. Some new neighbors move in. A glamorous couple played by Don Draper and Wonder Woman, John Hamm and Gal Gadot. They seem just a bit too glamorous, though. You don't think there's something off about them? They're both so overly accomplished and stylish. Welcome to the Cobra Club. A little different than you expected, huh? That looks like a real snake. Snake one, that's real Cobra. Do, do you have Tab? I'm following Natalie Jones. Hello, Karen. Natalie! I was just leaving team of voicemail. He likes to hear from me when I'm drying on lingerie. It's one of our things. Do you and Jeff have a thing? We do it really fast in case the kids come running into our room. Mm. So it turns out the new neighbors are spies. Remember Mr. and Mrs. Smith with Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt? This movie looks like Mr. and Mrs. Smith with nosy neighbors. Looks like fun and it opens October 21st. The Joneses, they're not who they say they are. Here's the thing about trust. Once it's gone, bad things can happen. This is Jones's. Get the car now. I count to three, we're gonna run, okay? One, two. Oh my god. Jeff! You can't be serious. I was making a head start. On your what? More news from the couch in a moment. You are listening to the Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are the Couch Potatoes, continuing now with more news from the couch. Whatever the task, Sterling is up to it. He's highly trained. You cannot shock your duty. And I do it all the time. Ready for action. Looking good. This whole thing is Keep walking. Uh-huh. Professional and up to his eyeballs in cobra whiskey and ladyboy hookers. Oh, that is... You don't know me. Absolutely nothing can go wrong. Aw, man. Archer. The hit cartoon Archer, which airs on FX in the U.S. and Teletoon at night in Canada, has been renewed for three more seasons. Archer is about spies, or should I say former spies, because they used to be in an organization called International Secret Intelligence Service, or ISIS for short. Given that's the name of a terrorist organization, they've since dropped that name and the spy shtick altogether and became private investigators. You may have heard this promo in recent months on this radio station. Archer is back for an all-new season on Teletoon at Night. How awesome is it to be back doing what we're best at? With all-new double entendres. Want to try yanking on the pipe? Phrasing. All-new double vodka. It's 9 o'clock in the morning. I'm still on Eastern Time. And an all-new profession. That's right. The world's most elite secret agents have traded in the spy game to be Hollywood's biggest private. If you ever have anything that needs private investigating. A couple things. Archer, the all-new season, starts Thursday at 10 on Teletoon at Night. Archer includes the voice talents of H. John Benjamin as Sterling Archer, a drunk adulterer slash crime fighter extraordinaire. There's also Aisha Tyler, Jessica Walter, and Chris Parnell, to name a few. It debuted in 2010. Its seventh season just wrapped up at the beginning of June and will return for an eight-episode season in 2017, followed by two more eight-episode seasons, getting up to season 10. (coughs) Oh, God. 
Oh, no. Forget the glass, Woodhouse. Just give me the pitcher. For I am a sinner in the hands of an angry god. Bloody Mary, full of vodka, blessed are you among cocktails. Pray for me now, and at the hour of my death, which I hope is soon. Amen. Here's something on another FX show. The first trailer has arrived for season three of a show about vampires called The Strain. I was just wondering this week, when is The Strain coming back? The first two seasons started in mid-July. Turns out season three doesn't start until August 28th. The Strain is based on a trilogy of books from Guillermo del Toro and Chuck Hogan about vampires looking to take over the world. They're not vampires as you know them, though. They're a lot meaner and gross and scary. And there's a small band of rebels who represent humanity's last hope. Season 3 begins with New York City having been basically written off by the government. It's ground zero for the vampire epidemic as the creatures look to trigger The Night Eternal, which is the name of the third and final book. I read the books. I enjoyed them more than I've enjoyed the show so far, but it's pretty cool still. And if you like scary stuff and want something a little different, try The Strain. Again, the first trailer's out for Season 3, which starts Sunday, August 28th on FX Canada. Underoos! Nice job, kid. Thanks. Well, I could have stuck the landing a little better. It's just a new suit. Wait, it's nothing, Mr. Stark. It's it's perfect. Thank you. Yeah, we don't really it's... need to start a conversation. Okay. Cap, Captain. Big fan of Spider-Man. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Just. Hey, everyone. Good job. One of the highlights of Captain America's Civil War was the introduction of Spider-Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Of course, he's getting his own movie next year. The pieces are quickly coming together now. This week we learned stand-up comedian Hannibal Burris has joined the cast. I went into this restaurant in New Orleans called Coops. Went into the bathroom, huge rat in the bathroom of Coops. Rat looked at me like, what are you doing here? That was his vibe. It's very negative. Very negative vibe. Also, I'm just assuming that it was a he. I think rats are dudes. That's a dude trait to be a rat. All rats are dudes. Unless he's giving birth right there. You know, okay, that might be a lady rat. Or it could be a dude rat playing an elaborate trick on us. You never know. No word on what role he'll play, but Burris seems to know all about the creepy creatures in the world, like spiders and, of course, the rats. I went to my seat, the server comes up. Hey, you guys decided on what you want? I said, you know, I don't think I'm going to get anything. I just saw a rat in the bathroom. He said, man, we are right by the Mississippi River. These buildings are 200, 300 years old. There are rats everywhere. Even the five-star restaurants have rats. Somehow, he made me feel like the weirdo. We're bringing up rats in the restaurant. I don't know what type of Jedi mind trick this was. He confused the hell out of me because I still ended up ordering food there. Tom Holland will be back as Spider-Man and Marissa Tomei will be back as Aunt May. Michael Keaton will play a bad guy, so that's two monster comic book franchises for him. They're going to start shooting this summer. Spider-Man Homecoming hits theaters in July 2017. You got hard, kid. Where are you from? Queens. Brooklyn. 
That is the news from the couch. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes. Still to come this hour, we will tell you what is coming to Blu-ray and DVD. We're also going to talk about the upcoming season finale for Game of Thrones and tell you about some of the new shows coming your way this week. You are listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are the Couch Potatoes, having a look now at what is coming to Blu-ray and DVD, as well as Digital HD, starting with this. Last night, what happened? The usual. Cobble happens. Today, Cobble's first licensed female driver, Gulbahar Yousefi, hits the road in the front. That sucks. That sucks for women. What's that, Jeff? That is Whiskey Tango Foxtrot, Tina Fey's movie, which also starred Margot Robbie and Billy Bob Thornton. Tina Fey plays uh, a journalist who becomes embedded with the troops during the war in Afghanistan and uh, learns what Kabul is all about. It's got fair to middling reviews. It did it did okay at the box office, not great. They'll be looking for a little more bang for their buck here on uh, second serving. Margot Robbie, apparently in every film that's being made these days. Yep. It's, it's true, isn't it? Yeah. It she... feels like... It, like every other month she's in a movie. She's in The Legend of Tarzan coming up. She's in Suicide Squad coming later this summer, and I'm sure she's in a whole bunch of other movies that are not <laughs> exactly. reaching me off the top of my head. Right. What else we got here? Kung Fu Panda 3, starring Jack Black and a host of others. You see that one? No, I didn't, uh, which uh, I really love the Kung Fu Panda movies, so I'm kind of... Uh, Angry with myself for not going to see it, especially in 3D. I haven't, I haven't seen the second one yet. I, I have seen the first one. I watched it with my nieces, I think. And I, yeah, I really liked it too. It was way better than I was expecting. And here's something for the collection, specifically from the Criterion Collection. Dr. Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb, the 1964 Stanley Kubrick classic starring Peter Sellers in three roles. I have, I don't know that I've ever actually seen that film. Really? My dad I, loves it. I've got a special edition DVD of it, but yeah, I might pick up this one day. I, I went through the rundown. I didn't read all the specifics, but it looks like there's a couple hours worth of extras on there as well. Well, especially if the Criterion Collection got their hands on it. It's just uh, their movies are tremendous. The thing I did read was about like the video transfer, and they say it looks just amazing. Really? So, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those movies. I think maybe I saw it when I was a kid, but was far too young to right. understand what's going on, yeah. to uh, admire, uh, you know, appreciate the satire and all that stuff. So this sounds like a worthy addition. And it's also, what you mentioned that you have a DVD. It's one of those movies that's been released probably 15 times exactly. on home video. Yeah. They just keep re-releasing it. Yeah. Uh, so is that it? Yeah, those are the big ones for sure. Okay, well, let's move on here. We're going to talk about some of the television coming your way. And Jeff, why don't you lead us yeah, off here? Yeah, a cool-looking new show comes to the Movie Network this Sunday. Sunday evening, it's Cameron Crowe's show, Roadies. So two cities ago, the band Stalker got backstage and firecrackers went off in the middle of the show. So I'm going to meet with all crew members until I understand what it is you actually all do. I don't have to prove myself to you. Yeah, nice talking to you as well. When I'm home, I garden. I have a guitar-shaped garden. It's called the Guitarden. I just talk a lot. I have a cruel obedience to anarchy. Now, he's not actually British, right? He's from New Jersey. Okay. Lose the offensive accent or you're out. What accent? Seriously, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) 
Writer-director Cameron Crowe created the show Roadies, which is pretty much what it sounds like. It's about a bunch of roadies for a rock band. It's the place where Crowe likes to work. He made Almost Famous about 15 years ago. That was about a teenager who becomes a writer for Rolling Stone magazine and gets to know and hate a famous rock band. That movie was based on Crowe's life. He actually became a rock writer for Rolling Stone as a teenager. He also made the movie Singles. That was about some kids in a grunge band in Seattle where Crowe just happened to be living when the grunge scene hit so he knows a lot about rock bands and like all Cameron Crowe stuff it looks like a comedy with a lot of heart and some drama thrown in for good measure when he can strike the right balance there's really no one better at that than Cameron Crowe the show, which airs on Showtime in the U.S., stars Luke Wilson, Carla Gugino, Imogen Poots, and Rafe Spall and I'm sure there'll be tons of other colorful characters but it looks like Wilson is the main roadie. Spall is the guy we heard in the clip there who comes in fresh as the new boss. And I guess he'll be the audience surrogate as he gets to discover the crazy world he's getting himself into. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one, Brett. And again, it starts this Sunday on the Movie Network. The key is family. The feeling you get when you realize you're not alone. Up next on the Couch Potatoes, we're still going to talk about Game of Thrones, the season finale, and we'll tell you more about some new shows coming your way, including another one that is coming to the Movie Network this Sunday. You are listening to the Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are the Couch Potatoes. We're still going to tell you about some more new and returning shows coming your way this week, but before we do that, we got to talk about this. Are you prepared to stand trial and profess your guilt or innocence before the seven? We need to trust each other. We have so many enemies now. The Freys and the Lannisters send their regards. What do you want? I thought you knew what I wanted. Tell him what you did to her. Tell him! Are you afraid? Good. You're in the great game now. And the great game is terrifying. Game of Thrones season six finale airs on Sunday. I can't believe it's already coming to an end. That was quick. That was fast. It really is. Ten episodes. I generally am have become a fan of the ten episode format. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> with Game of Thrones, I wish we had more. Well, the thing with Game of Thrones is it takes basically two episodes to check in briefly with everyone. Yep. So... 10 episodes isn't, there's, you know, as many people very well know, there doesn't have to be a whole lot of plot movement throughout the course of an entire season. I mean, Daenerys has been trapped on the other side of the ocean from where she wants to be the whole series so far. Yep. Um, Arya has spent the last couple of seasons slowly inching her way back, but not really. And there's just that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's just, there's... I don't mind when they kill people on that show because it's one less thing to deal with. Yeah, that's true. It's one less character. And this most recent episode, episode nine, which tends to be where the the big action of any season happens in season two, for example, it was the Blackwater episode. Right. Uh, Last season, I believe it was Hardhome. I think that was episode nine. Was Uh, that the fight at the wall? No, that was with uh, against yeah. the, the the Night King oh, and the army right, right, right. of the White Walkers, the yeah. surprise visit. I think it was. I for, Forgive me if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm not actually tracking that. Uh-uh. Uh, I'm just going off, sort of off, off the top of my head. But it is not uncommon for Game of Thrones to have a really big episode in Episode 9, and then the finale sometimes goes off with a whimper. What did you think of that 
episode that just happened this week? Um, was, here come the spoilers. Warning. <laughs> I'm just glad Ramsey's off the show. Yeah. He was the most unpleasant character I've seen on TV, maybe ever. And I found nothing about him entertaining. Even this year when he wasn't, like he did some horrible stuff, but not as horrible as he had done in the past. But it's still, I just got nothing out of it. And so I'm I'm glad we're rid of him. That's, that's That was my big takeaway from it. Well, and he was an interesting villain too, because a, a good villain, well, there, I mean, there are all kinds of different good villains you can have. You can have a good villain that whom you like. For example, yeah. the, 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 for me, the classic is... Uh, and I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. The Joker? No, I was going to say the guy from Die Hard. Um, Hans Gruber. Hans Gruber, thank you very much. Alan Rickman is the actor's name, right? Yeah. The late Alan Rickman. He's a classic villain, I think, where you know he's a bad guy, and you know you're not supposed to cheer for him, but he's just so likable. Yeah, he's actually, you know, charming, whereas this guy was just, he was just horrible. He just tortured people constantly, and yeah, just literally nothing redeeming about him, so. But in that sense, too, that's good, because he's just a despicable character, and you root for your heroes to defeat him, and the longer it takes for them to go on, that's sort of... I mean, that's that's kind of almost, I don't want to say writing 101, but I mean, it's classic good versus evil stuff. And you know that good is going to ultimately triumph over evil in this show, I hope. Uh, that's the ultimate outcome. But in this particular setting, it was. And it was interesting reading the reviews for that episode because... Many of them were, when I finished watching that episode, I had to take five minutes to just sort of sit really? there and decompress. <laughs> well, for one, the the, ba- the the dragon battle at the beginning caught me off, caught me by a huge surprise. Well, yeah, you're not expecting that right out of the gate, especially when you knew this big fight was coming at the end. Yeah, because that's all, that was the, the big tease. They've been talking about this battle all season, the quote-unquote battle of the bastards with Jon Snow versus uh, Roose, is it Roose Bolton? Ramsey. Roos was his dad. Right. Yeah, okay. Ramsey, yeah. I was, uh, uh, see, I still don't know the characters' names. <laughs> Six seasons in, I don't know their names. I, I don't either. But that was the big fight that they were teasing. So this, this thing that happened in Marine with the dragons was a huge surprise. So I sat there thinking, oh, my God, we finally get to see the dragons in action. It was so exciting. Yep. And then the, the battle was uh, just a, a master class in tension and dread before it finally kicked off. Uh, and so I was completely thrilled, but frustrated. And that's sort of the, 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 what I got from reading the reviews. Some of the reviews were saying it's maybe the best episode they've ever done. Others were saying it was really sort of lazily written, uh, but they all agreed that the battle itself was extraordinary and it was just difficult to watch. It showed the, the real horror. Uh, it just felt like watching an old medieval yeah, war. It's true. My, I mean, they, they had a giant. <laughs> but other than the giant, it just felt like watching, you know, something like out of Braveheart or whatever. And it felt like gonna miss that giant actually. One one is that how you say it? I think one. Yeah. I think that's his name. Well, he's, he's but so long as we still have Tormund. Yes, the red beardo guy who's in commercials for something. I can't remember. He does commercials now, and it looks really funny because he hasn't. He still has his Game of Thrones beard and hair. <laughs> well, if he shaved it, it would take the whole year before the next season to grow it back. They'd have to, yeah, they'd have to give him a makeup beard, and that just wouldn't work. Uh, but I think overall, too, this season has come under fire. I, it's... It's getting to the point now where I think people have this almost sense of entitlement towards Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, I it drives me nuts. I don't even look at what they... I don't read nothing about it on Twitter. I will say for me, the I'm I, I I'm looking forward to it ending because when you just 
string everything along for this many years and these people die and then this guy goes here and he goes there and you just stop caring. It's like, it doesn't matter. And like the finale, the series finale is going to get crucified. Yeah. Because there is no way to wrap up all that in a satisfying way for everyone. Well, especially when, because I think they're looking at doing two more shortened seasons of 13 episodes combined. So when you look at all of the various storylines that still are not even close to being resolved, (laughs) how do you possibly, at the pace they've been going, it's been going sort of at a snail's pace, which I don't really have a complaint with. I love Game of Thrones and I have really enjoyed season six, despite its flaws. Some of the the stuff they've been doing has been tremendous, but uh, overall, I think it's been great. Season finale, this Sunday on HBO Canada. Up next, we're going to tell you a bit more about some of the new returning shows. Oh, just a quick heads up too. Game of Thrones isn't the only thing ending on Sunday. Veep season five finale. Great season for them. Silicon Valley season three finale. And on Monday, it's the season three finale for Turn, which is on AMC. You're listening to The Couch Potatoes. Brett McGarry and Jeff Braun, we are The Couch Potatoes. And we're going to have a quick look now at some of the returning shows coming your way this week. Jeff, we already talked about one of your new shows that you're looking forward to. Roadies, created by the incomparable Cameron Crowe. And that starts on... Sunday on the Movie Network. Also this Sunday on the Movie Network, season four... Of Ray Donovan. Check for $10,000 to retain your services. You can take the job or not. Money's yours either way. Nicky got in over his head. First the Armenians, then the Russians. I got a fight today with a $55 million purse. You gotta help me out here, man. I took care of him. How? Doesn't matter. Leave Schreiber leads the cast. Leave is Ray Donovan, who plays a fixer. That's basically, he lives in Hollywood. He plays a, a fixer, sort of helps sweep scandals under the rug no, by any and all means necessary. Uh, but it's most, it, it's not so much about him fixing things as it is about him and his dysfunctional family, uh, who is the, the patriarch of that family is John Voigt, who is just extraordinary and sh- probably shouldn't be in still in the series. When I look at what they've done with his story, I think they've just kind of dragged out his story, but I'm okay with that because he's awesome. His character yeah. is, he's actually one of those, those likable villains. He's like uh, Ben on Lost, who was only supposed to be in for a few episodes, but they liked him so much, they made him one of the, basically the co-lead the rest of the way. Yeah, I don't know if that was the ultimate plan with with John Voight's character. Uh, He's not so much a villain, he's just not a good guy. Uh But he he means well, but he's not really good. He's actually quite a despicable person, so it's... So he's Costanza. He's the George of Ray Donovan. But in a more murderous (laughs) way. Yeah, Um, and probably more successful. No. Oh, no, really? no? <laughs> no, he's a he's a mess. But it's a wonderful show. Great performances. Uh, that's Sunday, season four on the Movie Network. On Tuesday, season four of the Amazing Race Canada. I am blind and I'm steering. Tuesday, the Amazing Race Canada gets ready to go. Competitions are our jam. New teams. Look at these guns. New adventures. Oh my god! And some rock solid game plans. I'll do anything to win. Anything legal. Where on earth will John Montgomery kick things off? Go! Find out when CTV's The Amazing Race Canada starts, Tuesday at 8, 9 central. Brought to you in part by Chevrolet. Find new roads. And finally on Tuesday as well, season two of Zoo. 
For centuries, mankind has been the dominant species. But a series of recent events seem to suggest animals have decided no more. And so we were hired, an expert in animal behavior, a journalist, safari guide, foreign intelligence agent, and a veterinary pathologist. Our task, to find out what is happening with the animals and how to stop it. Zoo, premiere CBS June 28. Based on the book by James Patterson, the animals fight back, and it was actually a really entertaining first season. I liked it a lot. That's all the time we have this week. I'm Brett McGarry. He's Jeff Braun. We are the Couch Potatoes. Remember, if it requires getting up off the couch, don't bother. This is 680 CJOB.